0: Welcome back to episode seven of the
1: ben and Berg Show, Bergs. How are you did? How you doing, mate? I've got a new microphone. Do I, do I sound good? It looks very professional. It's got that screen in the front. From all oh, your spit, you won't hit it, mate.
0: <laughs> so
1: look at all the dials on it.
0: So I had I had my first podcast recordings, which we'll get into soon with the the new podcast I'm on. Did the first two episodes and an intro. I still had the cardboard box in between the filter, and the fucking microphone.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Amateur hour. Classic Ben. She's... So, hang on. We're, we're seven episodes in, and you're cheating on me already <laughs> with another podcast.
0: You won't give me this what... This is rubbish. You won't give me what... You won't give me everything I need at Bergs. I need to go You need to, you need to
1: communicate with me, Ben. you got to tell me what you need. Help me to help you and our relationship, Ben. I, I
0: could
1: good face you, Bergs. <laughs> I did the dirty. <laughs> oh, so it's been about a week and a half and i'm still not used to my face how do you feel when you see this dial mate
0: i, I also can't look at you i just looked to the left and right
1: <laughs> hey lad check this out <laughs> i just took my headphones off and freaked him out it makes my head look even smaller it's weird i had this giant head before with this oversized beard and now i've got this like really tiny head it's crazy <laughs> uh so before we
0: kick off we just wanted a quick shout out to everyone that's been giving us feedback uh we've, uh, we've been getting dms thick and thick and thin it's been amazing to hear the feedback people are re- religiously waiting on a wednesday afternoon in australia to, to listen uh we're still getting uh, riled up by our mates bergs not sure what feedback oh, you've had I'm but so stitched up I'm still, I'm still getting stitched up but yeah
1: thanks everyone for listening and hope you're enjoying it and uh yeah we'd we'll, we'll love to hear from you so appreciate it yeah man people are having like watch parties even my mate who's always just like oh you suck you're a piece of shit but in his like consultant wanker way he's just like mate this is way better than any writer it has to be he's like you're not media trained you're not this you're not that and it's already super awesome i'm like lad let's go it was <laughs> so good like you know your mates are just stick it to you all the time yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah oh that was just like highlight of my week that was awesome one of my I mates is like your mates as well Like we're sharing it with each other we're Like holy crap People actually like this Let's go
0: Yeah <laughs> I'm getting photos Like people listening in the car And then you know Watching on YouTube And yeah no it's, it's fun It's good fun
1: So still getting stitched up Not so much on the YouTube tiles My mates are still giving me heaps But I got stitched up this morning mate Oh whatever So it's a Sunday We're recording on a Sunday A day early Ben's travelling you know So yeah, you know, Gotta respect the CEO schedule <laughs> So anyway Wake up you know Fart around for a while Eventually pick up my phone and I go to press the fingerprint thing and I'm like, I feel something on the back. And I'm like, what's that? And I flip it over and this is on my phone. Look at that. It's literally <laughs> a perfectly cut out photo of me with my head with a giant beard on the back of my phone. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking that's a bit too perfectly cut out. So I went and like I was like three words in and the missus just couldn't stop laughing, mate. She just went bright red, completely stitched me up. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she was out last night. She was on the source, came home late with her friends. And she still managed to do this in the morning. That's how much she wanted to do it. Mate, it's just habitual. Okay. So I'm like, what are you doing? And then she tells me that like a friend of hers, bloody Greenwood, right? She's the one that's been making memes and like chopping my head out. She's gone and got all these stickers made up of these, right? Like she's literally gone online, gone to a shop and got all these stickers of my head made up. So can you imagine the next year of my life? These <laughs> stickers are just going to pop up. I'm going to go to their house. They're going to pop on on my back or on my suitcase or on the back of my car. It's going to be never ending. And you know what else? This reminds me. So you know how we're talking about this guy, Graham, right? Like this guy I used to yeah, work yeah, yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, And everyone used to get us confused. I don't know how. He looks like he has a thin beard like this now, right? And I used to have a massive one. I'm like, how can you confuse that? And also he look, he's shorter. He's bald, completely bald. And looks like the decaffeinated version of me, right? And I'm like, people that have worked with us for like seven years, still confused. I'm like, what is wrong with you? And they're literally addressing us in meetings by the wrong name. And I would get so mad. Anyway, so, so, and then I bloody made the mistake of telling you guys in the all hands meeting. And like every time they're like, oh yeah, nice one, Graham. Shut up, Graham. He's getting stitched up again. Anyway, this is what I wanted to show you. He stitched me up. So I got a title change a while ago at my old job to chief digital officer. And this is what he made. He made me into like a chief, like an Indian chief with a big headdress thing on there and everything. And these stickers were absolutely everywhere. So I just can't escape, mate. My life, I am convinced, is just getting stitched up by people. You're just living in a meme, Unbelievable. mate. Unbelievable. Even your wife oh, is just that's like... It. Oh, mate. Just dishing out the pain. And I don't know, supposed to be like a lazy Sunday morning full of like love and like hugs and stuff. Nah, you're gonna cop this. <laughs> now I'm stuck on my phone, I gotta work out how to get it off and everything. I might just leave it on there and freak people out when I'm on a call. <laughs> I'm like, What's this guy about?
0: You are no one in your corner, mate. Everyone just everyone's looking like at the room. Oh
1: no, nah, I'm just just here all alone. Even the little one stitching me up. Just yeah, just crying in a corner, mate. Just that piece of trash in the corner. <laughs>
0: So Bergs, speaking of knowing any corner, I, I have cheated on you in the, in, the, in the podcast world. I've, um, I've, I've crossed that line. Oh, I, never, I never think I would, but I'm there. I Don't know uh, if I could forgive you, mate. <laughs> but I'm starting a new podcast with the Nova Podcast Network. So it's called. Well, it's an existing podcast. It's called Decoding Crypto. Uh, myself, I'm the co-host with uh, Ed. Ed's from she's originally from UK, but she's living up in Gold Coast. She's an absolute champion and we're really bringing it back down to basics. So it's gonna be three episodes a week, uh, delivered on the Nova podcast network. So it used to be, uh, the co-host used to be, um, his name's Jason, he's a YouTuber out of Queensland, he's got you know, 250,000 subs, um, you know, awesome YouTuber. But he does more of the insights, analysis, direction, you know, markets. So this season, uh, the next 20, 20 weeks or so, uh, we'll be smashing out just the basics, really bringing everything back down to earth, what the hell is going on? What is it, you know, what is this? What is that? How does it work? Why is this important? How to navigate uh, crypto basically for a beginner. So that's going to be launching in early August. Really excited that's for awesome. it. Uh, it's going to be super fun.
1: That's so good because it's so easy to go so deep in crypto <clears throat> and you don't realize it when people come in. And again, this was like years ago for us, how difficult it is just to catch up, just to learn the basics. And I think a lot of people are really gonna benefit from that. And for those that don't know, Nova's like a big kind of you know, um, telecasting network. They do radio, a whole bunch of stuff. They've got a big podca- podcast network in Australia. And I really feel that this is such a good move because you're gonna reach a whole bunch of people that might not have been introduced to crypto and explain it to them in a very simple way where they can actually understand it and then start their crypto journeys because it is bloody hard. For sure.
0: Now, uh, this is probably a good talking point as we are an entrepreneur business podcast to go a little bit in the details you know, of the, maybe the business of what Nova does and then how how it works. That might be actually an interesting insight. Um, Probably, I haven't checked, I'm pretty sure I signed an NDA, but so I can't go into too much details. But basically the way that it works is that Nova as the media conglomerate, they have, I don't know, 40 different podcasts on their network and then they have the radio stations and it's a really great model if you can create engaging podcasts. that has distribution. Uh, sorry, uh, has listeners because then you can distribute and co-market across your other channels. So, for example, Fitzy and Whipper is one of the biggest uh, morning radio shows, yeah, which huge. is on the Nova Radio Network. It's broadcast across all Australia. They can promote their other podcasts within their other channels. So, they're launching a new podcast like the Decoding Crypto. They can add pre-rolls onto some of their other podcasts that are uncorrelated to crypto. Or they might do it on a sporting podcast or a sporting radio show that has a crossover of of, uh, of of audience. So they really are able to fast track the growth of any podcast. And what they do is, well, for for the decoding crypto, they basically contract in myself or Collective Shift as the expert. Uh, and then you know they go through the contract, and then there's you know you know sort of remuneration and how that works. Uh, and you know it was a bit of back and forth with legals. Like it's a it's a fair bit of stuff to get that done and signed, but once it is, basically, uh, you know, Nova has all the distribution rights. They own all the media, anything I say, do whatever, they own everything. Uh, yeah. And then uh, from a collective shift standpoint, like the Valley for us is is more of the distribution. So what's being able to be on Nova, being able to talk about crypto, basic crypto users is our demographic. Like that's what we do at Collective Shift, we're trying to teach people, yeah. help people on board. So it's a great opportunity for us to get in front of a new audience. Uh, and then they will handle a lot of the social media and marketing. So they're doing gonna be doing paid advertising, they're doing PR, that you know, there's a lot of stuff awesome. that they're doing, all the grunt work. I've basically just got to show up three days a week for ten, fifteen minutes uh, to do a recording and they handle the rest. So yep. it's a pretty cool pretty cool setup.
1: That's awesome, man. I really like that because it's light touch on your end, they handle all the kind of, you know, distribution and marketing and everything. But I think where they've been really smart is They're not like, you can only do this. You can't talk about the other things you've got going on in your life. You can't talk about collective shift. It's cross promotion. And what that enables them to do is get the best people on the podcast. Because could you imagine if you've already got, like, why wouldn't you do this yourself, right? Like you, you can start a YouTube channel, you can start your podcast, you own all the upside. If they're like, you can't talk about the thing that you're doing. But if you're already building that, they get access to this talent pool of the best people, bring them in and it's just super awesome. I really like that model exactly and
0: so from a from a model on their standpoint it's obviously an ad ads based platform so they'll sell advertisements on the podcast I've got a commercials call with one of their commercial guys next week to talk through because in the in the contract as well I sort of laid out that I needed to have uh, uh, I'm not even sure if I can say that but basically yeah next week we'll we'll discuss uh, you know how we commercialize it who we work with etc etc so that's a cool model I like it. I'm looking forward to it it's gonna be fun
1: that's awesome man Nice one,
0: uh, Bergs. One of the things I struggled with last week. So I'm doing my TED talk. Pres- I'm trying to you know write out my TEDx talk on um, uh, why I should care about crypto and digital assets. It's in September. It's my first proper real like public keynote. I've got a couple in between there, but that's the that's big daddy. But I fucking hate writing and sitting there and thinking and yep. trying to get everything out on a piece of paper. And I usually so I've got a pitch tomorrow. Collective Shift pitch at an investor conference. No notes, no nothing. Like I practiced yesterday, it's an eight minute pitch. I'm just off the cuff. Like, you know, I just, just yep. remember and I just go with the flow, just sort of read the room and go with it. That's, that's my style. X talk, though, you have to have basically every word written out word for word. Then it needs to have a feedback, one feedback session. Mm-hmm. Then you rewrite it. Then it goes to TEDx main office to get approval. They review yep. it. If it gets approved, it comes back. Mm-hmm. Then you have to have two coaching sessions with a professional TEDx speaker. Then you've got to practice again. Then you've got to do a public Zoom with the conference and do it, feedback. Anyway, so I wrote it out and it was the fucking hardest thing I've ever done to sit there. Like, because it's not something I can just do all at once. Like it was like two or three hours here, two or three hours there. And the procrastination is so (laughs) real.
1: (laughs) Mate, I feel you, I feel you.
0: (laughs) It's something that I've gotten better over time in being able to navigate stuff that I don't want to do but this I fucking really didn't want to do uh, sit down and, and write
1: what, out and what was it about the thing was it you had to sit down and do it or were you thinking about the whole process you had to go through it was overwhelming and you're like fuck that
0: no nah, it was just having to sit down and write out what the fuck I was going to talk about for 15 minutes you know why you should care about crypto and digital assets well fuck me you know where, to, where do you want to start Yeah, yeah, that's it, right? So it was not only, it wasn't just a task of transferring what's in my head to paper. It was like figuring out what the fuck I was going to talk about first, listening and watching other TED Talks, trying to not make it, you know, listening to most crypto talks there was on TEDx to make sure I wasn't like talking and repeating stuff that other people have said. Doing research again, back in like, what are the most important, if if I've got 12 minutes, what yeah. is the most important shit to communicate you know is it blockchain is it the is it is inflation is it the decentralized nature is it the limited supply is it nfts yep. is it is it digital assets is it tokenization is it fucking like oh my god you And know? it's
1: overwhelming right and then like what's the value proposition for the audience like what is the hook for them to go and do something what change do you want to see in the world
0: What's my action? What's my action point at the end? What do I want action, to close yeah. with? What do I want people to do? It's like, oh my god,
1: man, this this is yeah, that's crazy. I've been in those situations so many times. I actually do have a framework for this, man. So whenever it. I've got this thing that I don't want to do, um, I got three things. So it's who can I call and talk to about this, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't rely on me. I get to call someone. I get to basically talk it through with them and then get some more ideas and it just gets me to the next spot because starting is the hardest thing because I feel overwhelmed. Where do I start? What I write down is going to be crap. But in reality, you just need to be start and it's going to be, you just need to start. It's going to be crap, but then you iterate and you eventually get to a place that you're satisfied with. There's no such thing as perfection. There's only done, right? Mm. So that's the first thing, who can I call? Second one is what what, what data do I need? So if I'm running something, whether it's in product or something else, what data can I get to help inform this decision or direct me? So for you, it could be like, what are the Google Trends searches? What are mm-hmm. people looking at on our platform? What are the most questions asked? What are people saying in our Discord? Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is what experiment can I run? So with this one, uh, you might not necessarily have an experiment, but when you're you know, creating new things or you don't know which path to go down, Which experiment can I run? And you could even run an experiment or ask for feedback. You could put a list in the Discord. Here are the top five things I'm thinking of. Can you vote on these? Or you could release a video and see how it does. Like those kind of things. That's probably the framework I would use for that. I love it. And it has helped me quite a bit.
0: I love that. I love the idea of phoning in a friend because you're now having to... You you can have a conversation about it and you can sort of bounce off ideas and get their input and just generally... I like conversing with other people generally about different things. So probably it's an energy, you know, um, giver, not a drainer.
1: That's it. It's definitely a battery charger. And what I would do as well with that friend is like, if I've got this long path of things I need to go down, I would break that into manageable chunks and I would have them as an accountability partner be like Mm. every week I'm going to call you and I will need to have done this thing. And then you're accountable to that person for doing that thing. And if you haven't, you're going to have to explain to them why you haven't done the thing. (laughs) I love it. And even like, even if it's smaller tasks, right? You can do things like habit stacking where for me, I hate, you know, exercising. Right. And so all I have to do is like, okay, if I want to go do a fun thing, like go out with my mates or play pinball or do whatever, what I need to do first is I have to go and exercise before I can do that thing. So it's like a reward at the end of it. And it's just, just stacking those, those habits where I start to associate it with a good thing. Cause I don't mind working out, but I hate like, all it is, man, is just putting your shoes on. Just put your shoes on. And for me, it's walk to the garage with the weights and just getting over that hump. Once I start working out, it's absolutely fine. I feel great. And then the next activity, I feel even better. And then the other thing is, yeah, like I was saying before, just chunking. Because a lot of the things where I don't get started is because either it's super boring or I think it's got a huge long tail or it's just so much to do. I'm like, why am I even doing this? And if I break that into smaller chunks, You'll find once you get started, you absolutely just smash through it. Love that.
0: Really love that. So uh, I want to circle this back to our, uh, not just what we're talking about the TEDx talk, but back to well, I don't know a couple of episodes ago we we're talking about uh, productivity hacks and we're talking about social media and dopamine, all this sort of stuff. So I wanted I wanted to loop back on the changes I've made in my day and, and where I've seen like efficiency oh. gains.
1: Let's go, I'm keen to hear this.
0: Okay, so one thing that I really try and control when I get up in the morning is really that mindset of like own your day, not let the day own you. So I now generally this week have not opened emails until after lunchtime, which has been a game changer. Uh, Slack comes up first because that's like more important stuff, that's internal team. Uh, But I go straight to Asana to check on the things I need to do today And then I generally try as much as I can to try and get into those things or at least schedule those things in my calendar for the day to know that's in my calendar. I've also generally tried to shorten the amount of things I'm trying to accomplish in a day because I felt as though I was doing like five or six different things. And then I open up emails, open up Slack and it'd just be like, it'd be like a flood and it's like, oh my God, it's fucking days over. So uh, that has really helped you know, being able to go into emails in the afternoon, already ticking a couple of things off the to-do list, already knowing you've got momentum in the day and then going emails and then just getting like, you know, completely hit by a, a you know, a, a storm. But then once you're done in there, is just like the idea of like right click closing front or emails. It's just like, it's such a relieving thing. You don't have this email thing on my Mac with the little like, you know, 48 email notification that's like, just get rid of it
1: it's always reminding you you're failing you're behind why aren't you inbox zero people need you what's going on there could be a fire ben come on click it click it just click me one more time baby yeah
0: (laughs) yeah 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 and and then what what i've been doing so you've got a bit more more of a mental framework i've got a i don't know what it is but it's a way of me reminding myself that i'm off track so if i find myself like going into twitter or like spending too much time into emails and I'm not doing the deeper things I need to do with my fingers I like I like push them together like ten times or like this yeah. just fast and I'm like fuck right like and I don't know what it is about it but it's like it's like I close everything out, I go back to my list and then I fucking get back into it. It's like a little this, it's like Ben to benefit a fuckhead get back in you know what I mean?
1: It's a cue like in atomic yeah. habits, right? Yeah. Like that's a cue to remind you and then it hits those neural pathways going, what am I doing? I'm zombie scrolling. Yeah. That's where they read. that's
0: right. Yeah, that, I read the Atomic Habits book. That's where I remember yeah, it from. Yeah, so Some people like, you know, twitch their ear or they're like, you know, rub their nose or something. It's like a way of remembering. Yeah.
1: Have, um, the best one for this is uh, uh, Rafael Nadal. Have you seen him? Where he like pulls his wedgie out and then he goes yeah, yeah. like on both <laughs> sides of his face with both hands and that's like every, his reset. Every shot. Yeah. Steve and that's Smith what he does needs. it Cricket player yeah. Yep
0: he does the pads He does the box And he does the helmet You know the gloves and, and
1: people Do not be afraid of doing this Do whatever you need to do Like one of the top tennis players Every, every point is pulling a wedgie out of his bum <laughs> Like if he can do that In front of millions of people You can do whatever you need to do Just to have that mental reset And it works Because you need to be on your side Because all those apps and all that bullshit They're not thinking about you They are not on your side yeah. So just totally. just in this similar vein, I did something drastic since I've come back from holiday. Oh, here we go. And this was very hard for me. I uninstalled Slack from my phone. Wow. I literally don't have Slack on my phone. And I'm like, oh man, like this is going to be a disaster. People are going to try and message me. They're not going to be able to get me. Things are going to blow up. What if I miss a DM and I'm like stressing all week? And guess what? Nothing happened. <laughs> Nothing at all happened. Because guess and what?
0: If the fire burns down because I'm, I'm fucking calling you, you know, like I'm not slacking <laughs> well, you, you know the what I mean? Yeah, that
1: is it. I've told everyone, right? Like I'm on. Whenever I'm on the computer, I'm on Slack. If I'm having a one or two hour break in the middle of the day, like if I need to do stuff with Teams, I'll let them know, or I'll just go and do it. And if something is urgent, I've told everyone, call me on my mobile. Guess what? No one ever calls because that shit ain't urgent. Mm-hmm. Like if there's a fire, they will absolutely call. If the servers have gone down, or if something drastic has happened, or someone's ill, or whatever it may be they will absolutely give me a call. But Mm. all of that stuff very rarely happens, but it's in my head that I need to be there. And then I'm monitoring all these Slack channels going, oh, I need to like go through all of them. What if they need me? What if this happens? And it perpetuates more chat and more talk and it stops other people from getting deep work done. And because I'm an executive, they put more importance in what I say, even though it might just be an off the cuff statement, a bit of bullshit, you know, but it derails them for the day as well. And Mm. so not only is it benefiting me massively, it's actually benefiting the team as well. I totally and agree. And I'm gonna keep this going. I'm just gonna see what happens, mate. No, I love that. Do you have emails on your phone? I do, but the way I do emails is I've got soft notifications. So they don't show up anywhere. They just have the yeah. little dot. Yeah. So and I put it screen. on the I put it on the second screen across. Yeah. So I never see email unless I go across to it.
0: Yeah. Nice. So I've done the opposite. I have I don't have email. I deleted the email app and I never had notifications on at all, but I was finding there was so much going on. I'd be constantly checking my emails in any like minute when I was traveling or like waiting for a coffee. So I just deleted emails. So I was like, that's not important. I keep Slack because I tend to send a voice messages when I'm walking and it'd be more of an inconvenience yeah. if I didn't have Slack, but I don't have notifications turned on, not even the bell. I just so like on the weekend, for example, like we had a big conversation going on Friday afternoon, Friday night. I was like, I need a night off. I just didn't
1: look at it until Saturday I worked yesterday and then I can, you know, go through it on my phone or whatever. Just Now you said that. Yeah, I'm actually going to get rid of my work email on my phone because I just don't need it. Like work email doesn't need to be responded to that day. It's like getting a letter in your letterbox, right? It's not, it's not DMs. It's not direct yeah. stuff. And, and, and the and people that email me are like external people anyway. Yeah. And if something I'm like, I'll always give them my phone number if we need to be in high touch, in yeah. high communication. We're working on something to a deadline. It's like, just call me because I'll always pick my phone up. Yeah. Otherwise, there's 50 other apps you can reach me on and that's just yeah. not on because it's ruining my life, my productivity. And then, you know, you constantly got the dinging. You start to get anxious about it. You don't sleep right and then it You're fucks always your life up.
0: You're always wired. So that was the, that was the biggest thing. Like for example, I took the you know late afternoon off uh, Friday. Been a huge week. Went out and played golf, and then and then basically came home and didn't and didn't check emails or Slack like all night. And that was the first time I oh. haven't done that in a long time. And then Saturday, like yesterday, I, I worked from what was it uh, t- 10, 10 till two, and I and I did did video. I did do some video content. I did bulk emails and bulk Slack, and then I cleaned out. I was inbox zero and then ready to rumble. And it was a yep. four hour period. It wasn't like. You know, constantly checking all week. I don't even reply on my phone, on my emails. I just read it. Yeah. I consume and then never get, you know what I mean? So it's so much better the bulk. This,
1: yeah, this is like a, what Tim Ferriss was saying in the four hour work week. The f- yeah. yeah. He, he was basically saying like, back then email was the big thing. And he said, just put an autoresponder on your email saying, I check email at 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. If you reach me outside of these times, it's urgent. Give me a call. Again, hardly anyone ever called him unless something blew up and he only, got to, he only had to check those two times. And man, here he is the alpha for everyone out there. This is the biggest alpha. All right, seriously, this is probably the best like happiness and productivity tip that I have. And this is for me in the middle of my day because it's now uh, winter, so we only kind of get the, the hottest part of the day. Take half an hour out, go for a walk, leave your phone behind. Don't listen to a podcast, don't listen to music, put your bloody sunnies on, go for a walk, smell nature, Just be curious, look at the trees, look at the colors, look at the little critters running around, look at all that stuff. And you will come back so relaxed and happy. And for me to actually do that, even when I'm not working, I'm like, well, what if someone needs me? Like, what if my wife needs me or my mum, or someone else calls me? I can't leave my phone behind, I need to have that. What if Ben needs me? And then that is so stupid. It is half an hour. There is nothing that I could possibly do in that half an hour, even yeah. if I had my phone. Like these disasters are just not going to happen. Leave your phone behind. It's super awkward. You feel naked without it. You keep tapping your pockets to see if it's there, but you don't need to be entertained all the time. You need to rest. Just get out in nature. That is just that is my top productivity tip and relaxation tip.
0: Yep. Really good point, Bergs. And even just going for a walk, I went for a walk this morning, went out and listened to just some chill music for 20 minutes, went for a walk, just feels so much better. Oh. You know, you've been out in fresh air, you're out in the nature, you're not just curled up inside watching TV or, you know, doing whatever you're doing on a
1: Sunday, you get out amongst it. That's exactly it. And even if you've got phone calls, don't like sit at your desk and do phone calls, go for a walk and do it. Like you're so much. We did that the other day. That was great. To... I,
0: yeah. We yeah. did a phone call and I went out for a walk. It's awesome.
1: I feel like when I'm walking and you're on the phone we have the best conversations and brainstorming sessions like my brain is on fire I'm just so creative like I'm out of my work environment my desk and my screen and all this other stuff and it's just you and me talking and it's just it is so freeing yeah you're not distracted
0: either like sitting on zoom and email might pop up or do you see twitter or like something happens your slack's going off you know out, when you're out walking, you just seem to be, it seems to be flowing. Apart from that fucking hill when I'm walking up because I'm sweating and puffing up, you can't barely talk. You're huffing and puffing, mate. It's so good. so good. Just huffing into the bike.
1: I'm like, oh, what's this lad doing? <laughs> and even like at work, like a lot of people do walking meetings. And it is amazing what happens when you get out of those stuffy meeting rooms with oddly bright lighting and no windows. Mm-hmm. And you take that person out of your work environment. And you walk around like your building or through the city. You just instantly instantly relax or you go, to the coffee, you go to the coffee shop and you talk to someone and it's completely different. Like they don't have those artifacts they're looking at, like the mm. desks and the people and all the bad memories from work that influences their decisions and the way that they talk. They relax. Or if you go to the pub with them for a beer on a Friday, like just get amongst it, get out and do these things. Get up, exercise, move your body. It's amazing. You'll feel so much better for it.
0: Bergs, what motivates you?
1: Oh fucking hell! Here we go, <laughs> mate. Just we just like... went
0: from we just went from second gear to six. I don't, give, I don't give a fuck. What motivates you?
1: Let's go with work first. What motivates me is I like building cool shit with cool people. I like motivating. I, I, what I actually like. What motivates me is motivating and inspiring other people. Right. So I really enjoy building high performing teams, and that takes a long time. But to really get to know those people, what motivates them, what they're good at, and then aligning their goals with the goals of the company. And then over time, these people just get better and better. They get more efficient and you kind of push them about 10% beyond the things they think they can do. And in you know three months or six months, you look back and you're like, holy shit, they've come so far, they're executing at a really high level. Like those kind of things, like working with other humans and then fulfilling their potential, but at the same time, fulfilling the company's goals, and building things, and succeeding, and winning, that is what I love to do, and that's incredibly motivating for me. What about you, lad? What it's motivates incredible. you? Well
0: said. I, I probably put you on the spot there too. You had no time to prepare. I just, I just threw that Yeah, in. that's just
1: off the dome, mate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mine is... I think it's making other people happy. So not necessarily about yours was yours was getting the best out of people or getting more out of them than what they probably thought possible. Mine is just genuinely doing shit that people enjoy or, or being able to have a role in generating that happiness. So for example, I'm so pumped we're going to Sydney this afternoon and we've got the web three happy hour tomorrow, tomorrow night there to be 150 people in there An event that we're hosting It's going to be buzzed around there. Everyone's going to be having a great time. There's going to be beers. There's going to be networking. It's going to be fucking awesome. That shit I love. Like, that's awesome. You know, I get to go with Shane and Matt. We're going to have a great couple of days. We're going to have dinner tonight. It's Mm -hmm. going to be good fun. And that's something that we've been able to influence through the business. And that's that's what I get off on. That's fucking great. I love that. Yeah. Uh, And then from the product side as well, like, that's the members. Like, if we make them happy or someone watches our YouTube, uh, our podcast, and they find it valuable and they they you know, someone commented the other day something about uh, you know, the the Vegas experience and someone else, you know, had been through that and that the ability to create those connections and have this experience through delivering something is yeah. fucking cool. That's what I love.
1: That's I, I reckon I'd be the same as well with like how I was saying about people um, you know, finding out what they're good at and what they like to do. So things around like role clarity and role perceptions and then them enjoying coming to work and having a good time and being able to be used at their highest utility in the area that they enjoy. And you're spot on with helping others. As you were talking, like the stuff I used to like in my old job was literally the most basic thing, like walking around like the clinics and wards and helping people with basic computer stuff, like how do I do this email thing or how do I automate this task or I can't use this browser. But it's like something you can do in a couple of minutes and you've helped another person and it just makes you feel so good. Like this is one of the keys to happiness: is just helping other people and sharing in that. It's not always focusing on your own happiness and what do I get? Like I get the most joy out of helping other people.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we're very similar on that on that
1: perspective. Oh, awesome. Okay, that was a good question. You got, you got uh, a big question next. I'll let you call this one out, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I looked at this in the prep, and I'm like, mate, we're we'll go, we're we'll going big this week. <laughs>
0: we're going real. We're going real big. Do you have any idols or people you want to be? And that is relatively broad, but the reason I bring that up is I was listening to a podcast the other day about they were interviewing a It was My First Million, they were interviewing Old Mate from um the remote, the Nomad list. Or the Nomad. Oh, yeah, yeah I listened to that. That's one. a sick yeah. episode. And yeah. they ask him, this guy is basically, he runs a $2 million a year business, has like three employees, 70% profit margin. Like he's making bank and he just does, does not give a fuck about anyone. Like yep. he's just- Highly automated. Yep. Yep. Just wants to live and just no one, to, you know, don't talk to me. basically He's got all his inboxes <laughs> off. He's like, I want to live my life, do the things I want to do. And you know,
1: that's, he's, he's, he's live my best life. Pretty execute, pretty much executed on the four hour work week by Tim Ferris
0: Yeah, exactly. And they asked him, you know, who do you look up to? Like, is there someone that you model yourself off or you want to be or, or whatever? And he found it difficult to answer and it. And it sort of prompted me to think about like, is there someone I, you know, am, am motivated by or like, you know, idolized by, or, you know, something like that. So I wanted to bring it up and see, and I'll give my answer, but I wanted to ask you, is there someone that you follow or you idolize in
1: life, business, whatever? Okay. Idolize. No absolutely not so i'm a firm believer in yeah they they say like never meet your heroes and there's there's a very like interesting part to this where there's a brilliant quote and it's comparison is the thief of joy and if i found myself doing this quite a lot where i'll compare myself to someone else like maybe one of my mates and i'll be like oh they've got this big job they've got all this money they've got stock options, you know, they're the man, they've got this big title, like, what am I doing? And the reality is, or I'll see something on social media, they post something going on this big holiday, all this sort of shit. The reality is you can't just choose that one aspect of their life, the one thing they're good at. You have to take their entire life, right? Because they've sacrificed in other areas to be able to be good at those parts and if I always ask myself, I'm like, do I want their entire life? And the, the answer is always no, absolutely not. I don't want to live like this person. I don't want to have the the worries and problems that they have. I will always choose my own life. So I would probably reframe this question to, you know, is there anyone you would like to meet? Right? Mm. So, okay. Are we going to limit this to only people that are alive or people that, you could meet from like history. No, nah, any all time. Doesn't matter. A lot all the time. Of, oh, lad. Alright, we're going back in time then, son. And I'll <laughs> I'll do one that's alive as well. Okay. So if I could meet someone from history, it would be someone like Marcus Aurelius.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where have you read Meditations? No. Oh, lad, get amongst it. It's like one of the best <laughs> best books in the world. Okay. Yeah. So he's like he was literally like. I'm probably gonna get this wrong, but you get the gist of it, like leading the Roman Empire. Uh, most powerful man in the world. And he wrote down these kind of notes to himself. And it was basically around like how to live your life, um, how to deal with other people, all this stuff. And you read it and the quotes are just still so it's been translated through the generations, but it's still so relevant today. The same fucking problems that we go through every day. And he's he was the most powerful man in the fucking world. And he's still like, you know, A philosopher and going through all these kind of things and like to there's like a million quotes in there but there's one i've got written on the board behind me and this is a mash of two people's quotes including his but this is just think about what you have been putting off dead time is revived when we use it as an opportunity to do what we've long needed to do remember how long you have been putting this off how many times you have been given a period of grace by the gods and not used it If you do not use it to clear away your clouds, it will be gone and you will be gone and the opportunity will not return. And it's like, fucking hell, man. Like that shit is so deep. I could think about that for the rest of my life, but this kind of ties back to like procrastination. And it's like, if you do those hard things, you will get so much satisfaction from it. And think about the gifts you've been given. You're alive today. You can do those things today. You have all your arms, your sight, all your mental faculties. Why are you delaying those things? How many days do you really think you will have? And what are you really delaying? Like you're delaying the time between now and where you want to be. Why do that? So Marcus Aurelius. Oh, and then like, yeah, go on.
0: That's fucking deep, man. I'm just googled. I'm gonna yeah. get that Audible
1: book. <laughs> oh mate, get, get amongst it. Seriously, like we'll, what, what we'll do is we'll put like a link to the books in like the, yeah, the show notes. It. Another one, I'm going, to, I'm going to sneak another one here. From the past would be someone like Seneca. So, you know, Greek philosopher. I would just want to talk to them and be like, lad, what was life like back in the day? And like even one of his books, um, I think it's a, The Shortness of Time. And really, it's like a 20-page book. And it's hilarious because he's written it really short as well. I think I gave you a copy of this. And the gist of it is, you know, it's not that you don't have enough time in your life. It's that you waste so much of it. And it's about prioritizing on the things that you want to do. What you don't do determines what you can do, which is like a massive key. And there's one part in the book I still remember today where he's like, if someone came to your house and they're knocking on your door and they're like, I'm going to take your house and all your possessions, you would fight. You would beat the shit out of them. You would grab your baseball bat or your gun or whatever. And you would fight them off. Yet people come to you every day. And they're like, oh, can I have some of your time? Or oh, can we just have a coffee? Or oh, can I discuss this with you? I'd like to talk about this opportunity. And we always say yes. And time is your most valuable non-renewable resource. You need to protect that more than you protect your house and your assets and everything else that you can rebuild over time. So I would love to talk to him.
0: Man, that's good, I love that. I, uh, I don't think we say no enough. I think we
1: live in no. that. No, and we're afraid in- to. We're yeah. afraid of offending people, why? Yeah. Yeah. We need to be more respectful of our time. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, mate, Valuing it. I know I've had two bites of cherry, but I'm going back for a third. So <laughs> this is, I'm oh, amped man. I'm amped. Okay. So, so someone that is living today, uh, who I'd want to talk with, not idolize or anything would be Naval Ravikant. So mm. you've, you've read the Naval Monac, right? Yeah. Yeah. it's Yeah. Fluid. So this Naval, um, for those that don't know, he's kind of, uh, he was a super big book nerd. He's invested in a lot of startups, had his own startups, made a lot of money. Uh, and he's also a kind of uh, really philosophical guy. He, he reads a lot of uh, philosophy. He's a very calm guy. And basically he's been on, you know, Joe Rogan, Tim Ferriss podcast. Uh, he's a good mate of Tim Ferriss's. And uh, this guy, uh, I think it's Tom Jorgson. Uh, he wrote, uh, he basically got all these, all the podcasts, uh, put it into a book and it was just phenomenal, right? And he gave the book away for free. Or if you want a physical copy, you've got to kind of buy it. But the reason I talk to him is just for his outlook on life. And he's got two quotes that literally changed my life. And really, these are just modern takes of what Seneca and Marcus Aurelius and everyone were saying. The first one is, happiness is a choice that you make and a skill you develop. And that just blew my mind. And he he talks like at length about this. But just having that, like you can just choose now, like bang, I want to be happy. And you can be happy if you want to, right? It is absolutely a state of mind. But then... It's a choice you make and a skill you develop. You have to work on it over time. If you're not happy, that's okay. It's not something's wrong. It's just something you can work on. And that one absolutely blew my mind. And then cup that one coupled with desire is a contract you make with yourself to be unhappy until you get what you want. And I was yeah, like, that's a good one. Yeah. That was so good. And this is what they all say. Like, even Seneca talks about it. Like, some person is like, moving to the throng of clients or their boss or whatever. And you know, they're constantly being like jerked around and thrown in many kind of directions and answering to someone else. And in reality, you get to make a choice every day. And the cost of something is how much life do I want to give up for this thing? That is the absolute cost of everything. So if I desire a new car, let's say I want a a Tesla $60,000 car, what do I have to give up in order to get that? And is it worth it? And I'm probably going to be unhappy because I'll have to do a lot of work and things I don't like to do in order to get that. And is it worth getting that possession? Or what's the opportunity cost of spending time with my family or, you know, exercising their working money. through nature, whatever it may okay. be. Uh, Mate, so there we go. Bit of of rant on philosophy. You fucking nailed that. I don't think I can follow up that, but I would, I would Dad, recommend. I, I want to know yours. <laughs> I want to know your, your idol or someone you would like to meet and talk to, man
0: okay so quickly the Naval was it Naval
1: Almanac of Naval Ravikar
0: yeah that book is that's a great book I highly recommend anyone
1: getting that book yeah he talks not only about philosophy but how to get rich without getting lucky and like a few other things as well it's kind of like a man, I read that book and you just read it and you've read one or two pages and you instantly relax. Like it gives you so much perspective, even doing long-term things with long-term people and how skills decay and integrity compounds. Like just giving you these mental frameworks of how to think instead of, you know, instant gratification and apps and it, it really calms you down. It's awesome.
0: Okay, so I don't have someone I look up to or have an idol. Like I've never really thought about that. And the fact that I have to really think to think about someone is that's the evidence that there just literally is nobody. For me, I think it's I love learning from other people and like multiple people to create my own path, not one person. So whether it be talking to you or like, you know, catching up with my EO buddies, and my entrepreneur friends, or investors, or friends here in Tassie, or people traveling and like just getting bits and pieces and just being generally curious to shape what I want to do. Because I think at the end of the day, the thing that probably is the most important to me and what I realized probably more than ever the last two or three years is I just fucking want to do what I want to do. That's the most important thing. I don't want to do stuff I don't want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, be the best Ben you can be. Exactly. Obviously, there's going to be shit that you don't you don't want to have to do. But for me, like over the next 12 months, I just really want to travel. I just want to work and travel. Like work remote. I'm still young in my 20s. You know, don't have a, a partner, don't have family kids. Well, I've got family, but you know what I mean? I'm not tied down. I don't have any yeah. things I need to be tied down to right now. And I'm like, Well, I wanna travel, so I'm gonna fucking travel. Like that's that's the most important thing to me, uh, right now. Start
1: living. Yeah. Get amongst exactly. it. Why not? You've got and you positioned yourself that way. Like you've got a digital business where you can work remotely. You're the CEO, so you can set that tone and you can choose the life that you want.
0: And that all, that all obviously wasn't always like that. You know, sitting back probably three to five years ago, I, I had a, an idea or a dream or, you know, a goal that that's what I wanted to do, but it, it's not always reality that you can do that. I'm pretty lucky to be able to do it now, but it's definitely a journey to be able to get there. So yeah, really grateful for, for that front. Um, in terms of wanting to meet someone, Jeff Bezos for me is someone that sticks out. Either Jeff Bezos or Brian Armstrong. Brian Armstrong in the crypto, he's the CEO of Coinbase. Uh, the first IPO crypto company. Uh, and just not necessarily because he's in crypto, but this guy was just an absolute champion. And listening to his story of like when he started a company in like the, I don't know when it was, 2012, 2014, really early days when Bitcoin like wasn't even a thing back then. And he's built this company off the back of his own like wallet. He went through the most treacherous bear markets at yeah. any point he could have given up to seeing the old Coinbase wallet look like it just a, you know, look like a typewriter and he <laughs> just stuck at it for like 10 years, ups, downs, left, right, sideways and built this amazing, like valuable uh, company that's helps millions and millions of people across the world. Like that is, that is ballsy. He's gone all in. He has so much conviction and he just grinded and grinded and
1: grinded and grinded and grinded and then built this yeah. fucking amazing thing. And he's still passionate about it. Like even yeah. the way he steers the company and leads the internal stuff. And mate, yeah, was it them that offered? Way. Was it them that offered redundancies that if people didn't want to get in line with the company? I think talking politics at work yes. or something. I might be conflating Was that yeah, him? no,
0: no, yeah. It was like there, there was what, a big poli- what great politi- leadership. We're political. It's like cool, no worries. But this is the direction we're going. And if you're not, you know, we we're not here to talk politics. Basically, we're here to build an amazing company that helps people in crypto. This isn't a political party. If you don't agree with that, I'm gonna give you X amount a month of month severance and you know, yeah. good luck.
1: It was a generous severance and yeah. that was just such a good signal to the company saying, Hey, if you guys don't want to be here and this is the way we want to operate, that's okay. You guys have worked with us, we'll be generous, you know, we'll help you get your next job, we'll give you X amount of severance. But this is this is the company line, these are the things we want to achieve and these are the expectations. I thought that was really, really that's boring. You don't really see that a lot in tech.
0: I love that. Absolutely love it. Yeah.
1: Uh, the other great. one is
0: Jeff Bezos. Just from a business strategy perspective, Terminator. like to sit in a room for an hour and have dinner and just slam him with questions would be unbelievable. Just to just to understand how he thinks and understand the decisions he made on his journey and when he came up with those decisions and, and what vision he had and how that changed and how he thinks about business and value and like it just be such an incredible
1: fucking conversation. I think mate we, first off both of these guys they're very very jacked and very bald so you gotta get in line mate <laughs> and honestly I reckon we, oh we should do like Amazon we should pull Amazon apart as a business case that'd be sick like seriously episode. one episode dedicated to Amazon I reckon that'd be fun that would be sick episode get that. It's oh, massive mate. absolutely huge oh yeah it's such a beast yeah. of a company and how they've, they've pivoted over time but they always had that huge vision it was just brilliant but start off with the easy thing with books. And like people that bought Amazon, they bought a book company and now they've owned this like behemoth. It's It's incredible. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of mentors, man, I really like your approach to mentorship where you've got different people. They'll have different experiences. You'll be able to lean on them for different things. And for those that haven't built their network yet, or they don't have all these mentors, a terrific book that always helps me when I'm stuck is again, Tim Ferriss, Tribe of Mentors. So he's got pretty much from all of his podcasts, I think he's got like a hundred people in there that have done astonishing stuff like you know elite athletes, Arnold Schwarzenegger, people that are like the top of their field. And he asks them certain questions and just reading that and getting a flavor for how they think or how they do certain things always motivates me and helps me get unstuck. So that is an amazing book. You don't ever read it cover to cover. It's so always pick it up, read like two pages on that person, put it down and get on with your day.
0: No, love it moving on to the next thing on, on, on that point around people and mentors and I just awkwardly had a point that I just forgot about clarity. So anyone starting out in wanting to do anything, I, I, I spent a lot of money on mentors and advisors. I think it's one of the most valuable things I've ever done. That's how I met you, Berg's, so, you know, you yep. were a consultant and an advisor to me for you know, two or three years. I have, one, two, three, four, four active like advisors that help me on different things, whether it be US scaling, expansion, marketing and growth, product, business strategy, people, all sorts of different Leadership. stuff. Yep. Leadership, a strategy. Clarity.fm is an amazing, I think it's Clarity.fm. Let me just double check. Clarity, yep. Clarity, C-L-A-R-I-T-Y.fm is an amazing website that provides on-demand business mentorship for any problem you have. It tasks you. It it's like it's like a Tinder for business mentorship.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> so like that. I like you that. You
0: search the problem you have, and it shows you a database of people that can help you and have done exactly the problem most you know most likely solve the problem that you have. You pay by the minute. They have different hourly rates. You pay them by the minute. You get a phone call, and they fucking. Answer. They solve your problem. That's what it is, and it is amazing. That's amazing. I've, I've used it for the last two years, and highly recommend it. So,
1: check it out. You've held off until now to tell me about this. <laughs> You're like, oh, I got this secret weapon. By the way, you can't have a bitch, but all the podcast <laughs> listeners can. Thanks, mate. Thanks.
0: <laughs> I just remember I'm like, oh, I've, I've actually used this thing for ages, and it's the best thing ever. So, for example, what a great I, business. I, ran, I rang up a guy the other day about raising capital in the US around business structure. I rang up a guy the other day about going to Dubai for raising money in Dubai. I've spoken to a guy about pitch decks. I've spoken to a guy about product pricing. I've spoken to a guy about... That's how I met Stuart. Now, he, he's the C- yeah. ex-CMO of Expedia as an advisor
1: for us. Yeah. And he and I have worked together the last year. Like, that's legit. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Could you, could you try to imagine this? This was like... LinkedIn was like the first iteration of this. We're trying to meet those business professionals. Like, if you're in Silicon Valley, you'd meet at the cafes, you'd have that how do you globalize that, right? And now it's kind of like, well, yeah, but I want a shorter time cycle in that. I just want to talk to the person and ask them the thing that I need. That it's is so insane. Because how yeah. would you get that knowledge otherwise? Like you can't really Google, how do I go to Dubai and raise capital and do all this kind of stuff? Or, could you imagine and how long it would take you to do that? Literally, the, the the question I had was, should
0: we go to Dubai? Will they Are they willing to invest in the crypto companies in Australia with a Delaware entity as a subsidiary of an Australian PTYLT? That's the question.
1: Could you imagine typing that into Google, right? And Google's just gone, what the fuck? All this smoke's just coming Goog- out of the servers, mate. Goog- Google just Google's like, get fucked. Like, Google's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, nah, we're not for you, mate. You need to go somewhere else. <laughs> we're not that great. No, no, no. Uh, oh, mate. All right, so speaking of idols and people you want to be, so, a lot of people would like to meet Elon Musk. He's an absolute lad. He's a meme master flex himself, king of memes. And of course, Elon, the man himself, is our meme of the week. All right, here we go. I'm so, this is, this, this is the meme of the week, mate. All right, let's wait for this to come up.
0: Ooh, I have this trouble is sharing the, this. If this is him on the boat... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh it doesn't like me Sharing my screen So this is Elon On the boat Right (laughs) So Elon's Standing there With his shirt off He's He's very very Pale man And he's very Barrel chested (laughs) He's like a robot So someone tweeted Never in my life Have I seen a physique Like this (laughs) And someone Retweeted And goes Bro built like A deep breath (laughs) And this is the Funniest photo I have ever seen (laughs) <laughs> and honestly, ladies and gentlemen, but wait, there's more. <laughs> Let's go. We've got another one as well. The torso, so, this is <laughs> so, this one is someone's literally done a sketch of Elon with this giant <laughs> chest in the, the first Tesla photo. torso. <laughs> yeah. And the one next to it, it's literally got a tiny Elon sitting inside <laughs> this big robotic body with a little steering wheel and legs. And that's why he's got the giant chest. And it's. <laughs> the tesla torso so this is going to be the next tesla product guaranteed you can now ride around in your own barrel-chested elon musk and friends there's still more this one's a bit spicy so it's the photo of elon and it's the dentist how white do you want your teeth? <laughs> and then it says me as a picture of Elon Musk. Mate, he has not seen one drop of sunlight in a very long time. And we've all heard no. the stories of Elon where rec- he works 24-7. He sleeps under his desk. he's just He's got five or six different companies. He's going to Mars. He's fixing bloody cars. He's got a boring company. He's doing like fast travel. He's a machine.
0: I can't comment because Ab- I reckon I'm, the, I reckon I'm that absolute machine. I reckon on that work, Berg's, but but I don't have a torso sign. Like Seriously, <laughs> I was
1: going to get you to read this out because you suffer from the same problem. <laughs> and I'm like, mate, just get some sun. And and honestly, I couldn't let it slide. There is one more, and this is probably the spiciest one, and it made me laugh the most. I'm going to tell my kids oh. this was Elon Musk, so you've got this bel- this white beluga whale <laughs> sticking its head and chest out of the water. It's got the biggest chest you've ever seen. And it's like, hmm, and it's looking very satisfied. This just honestly was the icing on the cake for me. I laughed so much. Elon Musk, you are the meme of the week. What up,
0: Berks. Meme of the week, you're killing the man. I love the meme so of the week. So good.
1: So good, mate. Oh, amazing.
0: Let's go into meal of the week. Let's go to meal of the week. All right,
1: we're going to meal of the week. You want to go first?
0: Yeah, I'll go first. Yeah. My meal of the what week. What we got? We have an empty bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so this you're was... So this was one of the better butter chicken uh, curry and rice meals I've had in a little while. And as you can see, I've basically cleaned up the plate, then taken a photo. Not the other way around, so apologies for <laughs> not being able to show you the, 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 the pre, pre-smashed pre butter chicken. But I love a good butter chicken with a good bit of garlic naan bread. The rice was great. This was, this was a day old, so this was reheated. I feel as it's always a little bit better reheated the next day. I was from the always local takeaway the shop here man, in Los Yeah, no, it just has time to really let the juices sit. Uh, once again, uh, not a not a chicken burger, but it does have chicken in it. I'm gonna give this a. This was a, probably an eight point eight point three out of ten.
1: Mate, that's the highest rating.
0: Yeah, I know. was your highest was, rating so far. It was awesome, man. I love butter chicken Gary.
1: So I went to a winery during the week, uh, just up in the hills. A father-in-law's birthday. And had the best meal, but I forgot to take photos, but I kinda of took them here and there. And I'm like, oh, they're not good enough for a pot for the pod. And then you rock up with a bloody <laughs> eaten bowl of like butter chicken. <laughs> where you're like, here are the dregs of what I ate. <laughs> <laughs> so that was gonna be my meal of the week, but I have chosen another one. This is my meal of the oh, week, mate. Oh my god. That looks so good. This is a cracking prawn pizza. This is just from a pub. Oh. Yeah, lad. So, this is a pub. This was shelter in Busselton. And seriously, this is phenomenal. So, let me Dude. describe this. This is, yeah, lad, a wood fired pizza. It's got the nice puffy crust on there, just slightly charred on the edges. You know, beautiful oh. dough. You bite through and it's just got all the air bubbles. It is just phenomenal. Oh and it's just goodness. got mozzarella and maybe a couple other cheeses. Tastes delicious. Got about 6,000 prawns on there, cooked perfectly. It's yeah, a lot of prawns. Everyone oh, hear on the board, it, when good. it came out, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, And it's got basil over the top and it's got this kind of, um, what would I call it? A paste that's like this really spicy, beautiful paste that kind of goes with it. When it came out, it didn't have cut up chilies on it. I was like, oh, if you don't have cut up chilies, it's all over. But I ate this and it was phenomenal. It was probably the best pizza I had. And I am gonna give it an absolute 10 out of 10 but dude this, i, would, like a 10 I 10. would literally this is probably a few hours from my house i would drive to get this pizza it was that satisfying we're
0: fucking going there when i come to perth That looks
1: incredible. oh lad and it's beautiful <laughs> it's like right on the foreshore it's at a at a massive pub the sun was shining i had this and a beer the beer was rubbish they said it was a stout but it was like a dark lager that tasted like someone poured like a okay it was like nine parts lager half a part food coloring and one part bitter. And I'm like, no, this is not what it said. This is not a stout. Like this is not good at all. It's absolute rubbish. But seriously, I would drive two hours to absolutely get this meal because it was just phenomenal. Dude, absolute fucking, 10 out of 10, mate. I'm hungry. Oh, And mate, we got we got one last question. I don't know if you're prepared for this, but I definitely am. I'm going to ask you, <laughs> what is the best thing that you have bought under a hundred bucks that has changed your life. If you have to think about it, I can go first. You go first, give me a moment, yep. All right, under a hundred bucks, and this is gonna sound really funny, but this has changed my life and taken away a lot of stress. It literally is, in my shower, I've got a little clock and that's it, it costs about 10 bucks. But now in my shower, when I'm getting ready in the morning, I don't have to be like, What's the time? Am I too late? Am I too early? Because I always go over time. I'm having a good time. I'm having to think. Whereas this, I know exactly how long I have. And I can just time it to perfection, like brushing my teeth, getting ready, doing all that stuff. And it has been an absolute stress reducer and game changer for me. That is absolutely it. Okay. Now, do you have one or do you, do you I, need some ideas, no,
0: no, mate? I do. I've, I've got... I'm, I'm weighing up. I'm weighing... I've got two. I'm weighing it up. Oh,
1: let's hear both. Let's go.
0: This is... Yeah. Okay. So I went to the doctor last week around the stomach acid problems that you and I both have and yeah, it's fucked. So I'd eat like- It's the running,
1: running a crypto startup problem. Yeah.
0: Literally like, <laughs> like eating shitty foods and drinking beer and just like feel as though like I'm going to vomit or throw up and just constantly like have oh, all this reflux up in the chest. Mate. Reflux, oh. I'll be like burping. It's just horrible. Finally went to the doctor after like literally been a year. I haven't gone to the doctor for like, you know, just been like battling on. Got to a point where I literally had like two, like two schooners. I'd, I'd be fucked. I'd be like, I was like yeah. trying to throw up. Went to the doctor. She was like, I know what you need. Take these pills, one a day. Go to the doctor, you know, go get some scans, but take these pills, one a day. Come back to me in two months. I'm three days in. I had these pills It cost me $12 and I barely feel anything i Amazing. had a big fucking ultimate burger box from kfc four <laughs> skewies last night and i felt incredible i don't change my well, life
1: what, was it like uh nexium something like that N-
0: not nexium it's like a prescription so reduce stomach so- acid or just keep it in yeah so so tox or something not sure exactly but game changer awesome never getting off it
1: Oh, unbelievable, mate. I I had a similar one where um, I'm seeing like a range of people because it takes a while to kind of get into um, see different clinicians. And one of them was uh, uh, a naturopath who ordered a couple of tests but gave me this thing called GI Revive. And it's just a supplement. You put it in water, you take it in the morning. And absolute game changer. Like don't have an upset stomach, don't have sore intestines, don't really have bloating or anything like that unless I eat really shitty food. Absolute game changer. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. I probably no, put that no. up there for me as well. Like, yeah. if I had to choose one of the shower and this, yeah. I would choose that GI Revive stuff. It's yeah. like thirty bucks for a month supply, yeah, and it is amazing. But this, this is really interesting about like gastrointestinal health, the modern diet, how much we work, how little mm. we sleep. It's all fucking connected, lad.
0: Oh, I agree. Now the oh, other man. one is, uh, it's an app. It's an Ooh. app. It's probably a big quarter that's changed my life. But it's fucking cool. $30 yearly subscription. It's called Time Shifter. When you're traveling international, you you plug in the flights that you're going on three or four days ahead of time, and it gives you a five-day schedule, hour by hour, of what you need to do to not have any jet lag.
1: That's so amazing.
0: So it tells you when to have coffee, when to look at the sun, when to wear sunglasses, and when to not look at the sun, when to eat went to stop drinking coffee, went to wake up Holy and shit. no shit. I got back from America via Fiji and I was working full days as soon as I got back. Yes, I was tired of an evening, but I traveled fucking, took me 32 hours to get home via Melbourne and Fiji. And I had a full day's work when it, the first day I got home.
1: That is insane. This, this reminds me of what, Tim Ferriss is like big on sleep and he talks to all these sleep people like Matthew Walker. And he's saying the first thing you do when you wake up is go outside, even if it's overcast, look up at the sun for two minutes and do some exercise, even if it's just like skipping. And that kind of sends signals to your brain and your body that this is the time I wake up. This is the bookmark. Mm -hmm. 16 hours later, I need to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Just those little hacks add so much. Whereas you think of what we do. We wake up, we fart around, might make a Mm -hmm. coffee, you're half sleepy. Your body doesn't even know it's awake.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's again, time shifter. It's about 30 bucks for a yearly subscription. If you travel internationally... Game changer.
1: Mate, we're going to have the biggest show notes. We need bloody affiliate links for all this crap that people are going to buy, mate. Seriously. We need to make some coin off this, son. This has been business smarts.
0: This has been some actual shit. I hope everyone listening has actually got some fucking value. I feel as like though today was like, there's some real takeaway home shit. There's books to oh. read, apps to install,
1: pills to buy. You know? They just got red-pilled, son. Give them yeah, the beans. Red-pilled. We tried all this shit and we'll tell you what works because we know what doesn't. <laughs> Oh, and I can even, I'll even tease next week. So we had something on the agenda for this week. Didn't get around to it. It's going to be a bit of a larger kind of segment. And this is going to be how to barbecue. So I'm going to teach everyone out there how to get into proper barbecue, like smoking food, smoking meats, amazing stuff for under a hundred bucks with like next to no effort. It's going to be super easy. I'm looking forward to putting it out there. My mates have been calling out for it. (laughs) That's gonna get done. I'm gonna teach you, mate. I might even get you to cook something.
0: I'm excited, man. I oh, don't know, dude. My my menu starts and ends at spaghetti bolognese when I forget to the barbecue. Oh, mate.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll up your game, mate. It is that easy. You can impress your friends. <laughs> you gotta have you gotta have something in your repertoire to cook, mate. <laughs> I do get, love a good barbecue.
0: Okay, so let's lock that in for next week because we ran out of time this yep. week. Lock that in for next week. Uh, I'm off to Sydney this afternoon. I'm going to the Wholesale and Investor Conference uh, this episode won't go live. This episode will go live after that event. So, uh, I'll wrap up next week. I'll let you know how it goes, Berg. We're pitching. I'm on a panel tomorrow morning on crypto winter. Matt's talking about, um, uh, game, game fire metaverse. Oh. Uh, I've got an eight minute pitch in front of investors. So I'll let you know how that goes. And then we've got the web three happy hour. So it's going to be a big few days.
1: Like, massive week. We've got so massive much to week. talk about. It's going to be awesome.
0: Thank you everyone for listening. Once again, uh, for we do this on uh, Spotify, you can, so you can get access to Spotify, po- uh, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Google Podcasts is just being a bitch. I'm not sure what's going on there. It Just takes like two or three days to upload. So if you're on Google, sorry if it's a bit delayed. Uh, we really hope you like it. Please give us a review on uh, on on podcast. Does help us out? Give us a give us a rating. Leave us your feedback. If you're on YouTube as well, we love the comments. We've been a few comments rolling in. Uh, and if you're wanting to get into crypto or you've started into crypto, but you have no fucking idea what you're doing, or you don't have time to figure it out, Collective Shift is the shit we're working on every day to make it easier for you. So we've got a bunch of free content. We've got courses. uh, We've got guides, resources, and inside the membership, uh, we've got copy portfolios, Discord, community, everything so you can get from zero to one and come out the other side investing comfortably and uh, hopefully profitably in the next few months, or, or end or years.
1: Absolutely. Get amongst it subscribe to our stuff. I like it, even if that number goes up by one, that just gives me the biggest boost in the world. I'm like, oh, there's another person that's gonna be on their phone. Uh, all my mates, you lazy bastards, you know, click that subscribe button or leave a comment. Even if it's trash, just get out there. We, we read them all, we love them all. Uh, it's just awesome to have really good feedback this early. And I'm just loving doing this pod. I can't wait every week. It's like one of the highlights of my week. Getting on, just talking about life, talking with you giving you a bit of stick. It's just, it's awesome, man. I'm so glad we did this. Yeah, well, I enjoyed it too, man. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. See you, folks. Bye.